Coming up in this episode. Really is unheard of in this industry is our fast payment terms. As mentioned already, that's a massive problem for small hauliers and owner operators where they get paid on average after 75 days. But through our fast payments, we pay them on average in three days, which is really incredible. The Logistics Collective podcast is a series focused on the logistics industry where there are many incredible stories to be told. We'll be speaking with those who've worked and are working within the industry today. What have been their experiences good and bad since joining, and would they recommend a career in the industry to others? Here's your host, Malcolm Pope. Hello, welcome to our first Logistics Collective Innovation podcast, and I'm delighted to welcome an extremely bright young mind to our programme, Clemente Theotokos, co-founder and managing director of Zeus Labs, who are a UK-based tech startup working on the future of freight. How are you doing? Hi, Malcolm. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very well. How are you? Um, a little warm, but we know what the temperature is like at the moment, and I'm not going to do the normal English thing, which is complain about a bit of warm weather. So let's let, let's let's proceed uh, with abandon. So look, I've got a few questions for you. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated uh, about what you're up to and what you're doing at the moment. But coming back to thinking about you've got a degree in mathematics and statistics and that degree could have taken you in so many career directions i mean certainly banking and finance come to mind so what first inspired you to have a look at the logistics industry that's a good question um so i mean i've always had a very entrepreneurial mind and as you mentioned my background is in is in mathematics so I always kind of see problems and automatically think about solutions and how to solve them. And in 2018, me and my co-founder, Jay, we came across the trucking industry as a very problematic sector that was really kind of riddled with, with inefficiencies. And so we wanted to learn and, and understand more. So that's really how we kind of set off first on a on a research phase speaking to different trucking companies different stakeholders and it was really at this point where we came across this one company that was using a blackboard and chalk to manage where their trucks were going which loads they were picking up and this kind of lack of technology as coming from a younger generation was definitely a big light bulb moment um, I have always grown up with technology and it really seemed like a, a no brainer for us to build a tech business in this space. And it's, you know, it's a very large industry that most regular consumers and people really take for granted. And there are lots of problems that need to be addressed and thus quite a big challenge. But me and Jay are definitely very, very ambitious to hit that head on. So I've, I've certainly seen a few T-card systems and whiteboards being used, but you've got one on me, even though I'm uh, an old sage of the industry these days. I've not yet seen a blackboard and chalk, but um, you know, more, more power to your elbow for finding that one. But I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think that the logistics industry does many wonderful things, but I would say it's a bit laggardly in terms of use of tech. So what do you think is the largest problems in the logistics industry? So I think there are there are quite a few problems uh, in this industry. I think to, to name a few, first one is the manual processes, right? This whole industry has been built on manual processes. And one of the things that we do at Zeus is digitizing them through technology. So that's definitely a, a big problem. And kind of similarly to that, there are very outdated ways of thinking 
And I believe that we need more creative, innovative and entrepreneurial thinking to change how this this industry lives and breathes. Um, Also, there is a labor shortage. So there is definitely a lack of young people in this industry. I've seen that. And uh, also a, a big problem that's obviously been in the news of lack of drivers available in the market. And uh, just to name a, a couple others, so one of the big research points that we had focused on was how many intermediaries there are involved for a single job. And we found that there were between three and five. So this yeah. really causes a big problem where the cost for shippers to transport good goes up. The margins for hauliers that actually do the jobs are getting thinner and thinner. And ultimately, it really blocks any sort of operational visibility for the customer. And then finally, one that we feel that is very, very important, given the fact that there are close to 60,000 trucking companies in the UK, with the majority of those being smaller uh, fleets, are long payment terms. The, The average payment term in the industry is north of 75 days. And quite simply for an owner operator or a small a uh, smaller fleet working on those kind of payment terms is is really near on impossible. Certainly, with the tight margins involved, without a doubt. If we don't address those consequences you've referred to, what what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think we will definitely continue to see the inefficiencies that we see today, such as you know very uh, high empty miles being driven, which is obviously also a massive issue, but really a consequence of of, of problems in the industry. And this will only really increase the, the wasted carbon emissions as well as minimize profits for hauliers and keep the cost of transport high for shippers as they are paying for those, those empty miles. Um, so that will definitely continue. And I also think that if we don't you know, change our way of thinking and, and embrace new technologies, we will continue to see a higher rate of labor shortage with less people really coming into the industry then leaving or retiring from it because it really is that new technology and innovation that invites younger generations um, to join the industry. And unfortunately, something that we have been seeing uh, already is smaller hauliers selling their assets and unfortunately, some of them even going out uh, of business. And fundamentally, if these issues aren't addressed, we will continue to see further disruption in the supply chain. Um, You know, the likes of the product shortages that we saw during COVID will become kind of the, the new norm and um, and kind of lack of transport availability for those goods will ultimately result in higher prices for consumers. I mean, Clem, certainly, I mean, the industry is built on a lot of small and medium-sized hauliers. Um, you know, we, we all see the very, very big brands on, you know, on the on the streets and on the motorways as we're, as we're driving around, but it is the smaller uh, regional hauliers um, that are really uh, the lifeblood. And you know, I, I agree with you that we're, you know, to take steps to be able to preserve and encourage uh, them is really important. 100%. So, okay, you're outsiders to the industry. You know, you're sort of almost fresh out of university. You've got your degree. Um and you've, you've been interested enough to come and look at it. It's, you know, it is a fascinating industry. I've had well over three decades of uh, experience within here and it continues to fascinate me. But do you think as being outsiders, do you think that's helped or, or, or hindered yourself and Jay? I think that there are, there are pros and cons for 
any business, it's always really, really crucial to have industry experts. And as founders, me and Jay, we've always set out to hire the, the best people in the industry. And that's something we've done and something which we will always uh, continue to do that. But I do believe that being an outsider has created a massive advantage for us. And the reason for that is because we are bringing a completely fresh perspective and tech-oriented thinking. Because the, the, the problems that exist today in the industry have existed for a while. They're not necessarily new problems. No, and not. sometimes, exactly, and sometimes you really do need a new pair of eyes to give that that fresh perspective. And, and that's exactly what we bring. And uh, that coupled up with our creative thinking uh, and our tech-obsessed thinking really gives us advantage over others and helps us to create massive value and benefits in this space. And of course, the other side of things is that the general circumstances, I mean, I, I've worked deeply in um, collaboration um, within the logistics industry. I did that maybe 18, 19 years ago. And the view there was that perhaps it was too easy to ignore. But the difference here is we have the key issue in terms of sustainability and global warming. We also have the issue in terms of ongoing challenge in terms of profitability. Uh, but also, um, we have um, employee shortages within the industry as well. So the circumstances have changed. And for sure, I agree with you. I think it's time for fresh approaches to that. So building on that, why do you think this industry has become perhaps less appealing to the younger generations? I mean, you know, there's old beggars like me working in it. Uh, and there are some younger people within there as well. Sure. Well, I'm definitely part of, of that younger generation. So I probably have a good perspective on this. I think the first thing is probably reputation. So it's not really seen as a high tech industry that kind of embraces uh, modern values that are important to the likes of the younger generation, such as you mentioned, sustainability. Um, I think also further from that, one of the problems that we already mentioned, the manual processes create the working hours, long working hours that are unsociable for um, for people who choose to to have a career here. For sure, and and it, it really creates a lack of lack of flexibility. I, th I think it's interesting, you know, if you want to actually. Um, improve recruitment why not make the job more attractive i think it's interesting that isn't it yeah exactly it is relatively simple yeah but also further from that i really think that it is a neglected industry right so to the average young person it isn't something that is seen as a crucial industry i mean i have some of my friends that knew nothing about this industry and were were actually surprised that i decided to to build a tech business business in this space and it really is taken for granted you know people expect shelves to be full they expect their deliveries to arrive in the next day yet the majority of these people are not savvy to the hard work that happens in the background that's certainly for sure it's sort of interesting we are perhaps industries one of industry's biggest hidden secrets i mean uh, certainly within the uk i mean the sector employs about well at least seven percent of total workforce and of course it has gone through immense changes in the past couple of decades I mean, certainly the growth of omnichannel and e-commerce has actually accelerated a, you know, a need for change. But I think looking at the more traditional part of, let's say, distribution, I think that has been less well served. And I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely craving more innovation in this area. 
So what do you think we can do? What can we change to make it more attractive to the younger generation? Do we need to explain ourselves better? Or? There's definitely an aspect of that, of uh, explaining ourselves better, explaining what this industry does and what it can do. But I think you also mentioned uh, innovation, right? The industry needs to embrace new technologies, the likes of Zeus. And this will incentivize and invite young tech-thinking minds to look at career paths in the industry. Um, adoption of you know new tech will always create efficiencies and smarter working, which does alleviate some of those long working hours and, and gives more flexibility to what, what I mentioned before. And I think further from that, younger generation really caring about sustainability. We definitely need more stringent sustainability policies and practices, which is something that my generation really does uh, care about. And then I think finally, and this has kind of started already happening a little bit, businesses really need to have their supply chain at the forefront of their thinking. The disruption we've already seen since COVID, and we, we, we see that disruption always drives innovation, and innovation is really the way to incentivize and stimulate young people's minds. I most certainly agree. Let's talk a little bit about your journey. So how do you set about getting your business off the ground? What's your story? So me and Jay, we were in our first year of university, actually, when we first came up with uh, with the idea for Zeus. And I think most founders would say this. There was definitely a lot of hard work, long nights, brainstorming, ironically, on whiteboards and blackboards, as well as our digital tools we were using. Um, and a lot of sacrifices of, you know, a typical university life. Again, nothing unusual uh, for a founder because you really need to have immense passion and drive to build a business from scratch. And uh, But our, our first step was really a discovery phase. We needed to understand the real problems faced in the industry and the ins and outs of the space. So that was the discovery phase where we spoke to large truck op operators, single owner operators, manufacturers. This really allowed us to start formulating, creating a vision for our, our first software. So were you, and Clem, then, Clem, were you doing this while you were at university or was this after? This was during university. So yeah. you, you basically got yourselves up, got out there and began to talk to the industry. Exactly. Good on you. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, so once we had that kind of first vision uh, for our software, the next was making a first key hires that had both industry experience, but also an obsession with technology. That for us was super, super important. And once we had that initial core team, we started uh, developing our, our software, which we then launched in, in August of 2020. And so we had, in 2020, we successfully closed a few of the largest 3PLs in the UK market and kind of got our, our first foothold in this, in this mammoth space. And uh, 2021 was a pretty impressive year for us where we really switched our focus to large enterprise manufacturers. Through our research, we did find that the larger businesses definitely felt the pain of in industry inefficiencies more. So that's where we wanted our focus. And uh, so yeah, 2021 was our, our first full year of trading. We experienced tremendous growth um, from 2020 to 2021 of just over 2000%, which was really amazing for us. And now we're in a position where we are focusing and closing some of the largest companies um, in the world in their respective sectors. And uh, now we plan on growing our larger numbers by around 400% uh, 
year on year. But more importantly, we want to do this whilst developing new technologies that synergize with our existing product portfolio. And the result of that will make our customers' supply chains more efficient, more sustainable, and also more resilient. That sounds fantastic and what a fantastic achievement as well. I guess it's always interesting in terms of, I grew my business on the basis of, I guess, sweat equity. What you're doing would have needed quite a bit of funding. Um, So can you talk about that? Or is that a, you know, that would have been one of the key challenges that you'd have in terms of setting up a business, surely? Yeah, I think with any startup, funding is, uh, is, is a challenge. Uh, me and Jay, we've we've fund we've funded the business ourselves today, so we definitely have a lot of skin in the game, um, which I think is really really important for for any founder. Okay, and what other challenges did you have? So I think building and innovating a brand new software from scratch that in itself is a challenge. You know, we had to come up with and think of every minute detail. So that in itself was a challenge, um, but also bringing that technology to a non-tech industry is also a challenge. But for us, it was definitely a risk that has proven that it was worth taking. And then finally, hiring the right people. You can have the most high-tech, groundbreaking product in the market, but without the right creative and professionals in the business making the right decisions, you won't get anywhere. And for me, this was definitely... uh, the challenge that at the beginning, when we set off with Zeus, I had underestimated the most, but I've definitely learned my lesson from that now. That's what makes running a business fun, all the lessons. Um, exactly. As long as you learn them quickly and you're agile in your response, you'll be absolutely fine with that. So come on, Clem, how is the Zeus platform different from the other platforms out there? Because there are a lot. Yeah, there are. There, there are quite a few out there. Um I think one of the key things that we had set off from the beginning was the simplicity and intuitive nature of our of our user interface. I mean, I had seen so many platforms out there that easily could have been mistaken for something out of the matrix. And so we needed and we wanted, and now we have simple, simple UI. Um, but also one of the biggest USPs are Holias, which really is unheard of in this industry is our fast payment terms. As mentioned already, that's a massive problem for small hauliers and owner operators where they get paid on average after 75 days. But through our fast payments, we pay them uh, on average in three days, which is really incredible. Um, but also further from that, talking about our people behind of our behind our technology, we do have true industry experts who are there on hand to solve real operational issues that does happen they can happen in in on day to day and i think also you know what's really important to small hauliers is recurring contracted work so our platform caters to both ad hoc and contract work for both hauliers and shippers and what this does is it really allows us to achieve service levels north of 97 percent as recurring work, contract work for smaller haulers is what they truly care about. So the service they provide is, is, is really amazing. But I think most importantly, we truly care about our haulers. They aren't just users. And to reflect this, uh, we have created a really fantastic loyalty program for our haulers, which gives them you know, access to massive discounts on tires, truck stops, and other benefits that help their day-to-day business life. 
And that, that sounds incredibly noble. And um, I, I think it is absolutely wonderful. You know, the best way to actually innovate is to observe closely and see and see what people aren't doing. And you absolutely payment terms. Um, you, I'm sorry, I've, I've, I've worked in procurements and procured logistics solutions. And of course, what business, what large business wants to do is extend payment terms because, uh, again, it's a cash, I call it a cash addiction, actually. But, yeah. you know, it's thinking further down and then saying, well, okay, what are the consequences on the ground? And the consequences on the ground are that you're effectively beginning to strangle almost some of the smaller providers at the other end of it. So I, I think it's wonderful that you're, you know, in effect that you're doing that. But, I mean, are you potentially, I mean, could you potentially be cutting out some of the larger uh, third-party logistics companies out of this? Is, is, is that a game plan or um, are you are you more synergistic in terms of that? I think we definitely have to be synergistic. There are certain aspects that a 3PL does that we don't do at Zeus, for example, warehousing. That's not something that that we provide. And we're not here to um, put people out of business. We're really here to help enable and digitize the processes uh, of this industry. So on that digitization or digitalization, I've had it described uh, in both ways. Why do you think the logistics industry has been so slow to modernize? So I think that there wasn't really a real impetus to change the old ways of working. There wasn't a massive disruption that required a shift. I felt that the mindset was, if it's not broken, don't fix it. The only issue was that is that it was broken, but you really had to kind of read between the lines to see that. And stakeholders were simply stuck in the past. They were stuck in manual ways of working and averse to digitization or digitalization. Um, but Zeus is here to change that. So what makes you think Zeus can be the one to change that? How will it succeed where others have failed? I'm always going to mention our team. I always think that's super important for any business because we do have the right mix of industry professionals and tech experts. But going back to our hauliers, which are super important to us, we put them first and really help help them achieve operational excellence. And in doing so, they can grow their business, they can grow their fleets. But at our at our core, we are a young tech company. So we drive innovation and creative thinking. And that is always super important when taking on an industry of, of this size. And truth is, I would say that we are already succeeding. Uh, we now have over 40 customers, both enterprise size, 3PLs and enterprise manufacturers. On our supply side, I think we have over access to over 650 verified trucking companies. So on average, this gives us uh, an availability of around 5,000 uh, HGVs. And this year, we are on track to hit 4x growth of what was our huge first year of trading. And we are trusted by some of the large co- largest companies in the world, such as Avian Bev, Procter & Gamble, Decathlon, Branston, just to name a few. And probably the most importantly, I think we innovate and we continue to do so every day. We're building new products as we speak that will bring new efficiencies to our customers. And I think our first software is a success and will continue to grow, but it is just a taster of the innovation that we will bring to the industry. 
So, of course, I'm going to say, Clem, as soon as uh, you're able to come and talk about it, do come and talk about it, because um, I have a vested interest. I mean, I'm, I'm coming towards the end of my career, but I want to be able to see that the industry continues to innovate, but more quickly, and enables enables us to get a better result, a better balanced result. Uh, I, I think it's um, you know, part of the issue of the industry is low margin um, through. And I think the difficulty there is that it's understanding, you know, the difference between cost and value. And you know, the industry has to change and it has to get that money from somewhere. Yeah. And either it's going to have to be smarter, which is part of what you're about, or we've got to spend a little bit more wisely and actually allow some space for that investment to occur, in my view. So interesting. Why do you think sustainable freight is so important? So I, I think it's in the definition something that is not sustainable simply won't last so trucks running empty 30 percent of the time is really unnecessary carbon emissions that do need to be reduced drastically absolutely um, agree with you and yeah there could be a an upfront cost um but it's more cost effective in the long term helping haulers you know save on on the bottom line by reducing those empty miles driven we are doing that but at the same time we all we are also reducing those wasted carbon emissions and at the same time we have sustainability goals we need to meet it's not uh it's not really a question of if it's a question of how and when we get there and i think attitudes in the industry have changed and customers are getting more concerned about sustainability and then finally going back to to, to the point we were making before is attracting talent if we want to incentivize younger talent to this industry we need to be more sustainable I'd certainly agree. And I, I think that we, we, we have to be clear that all of the scientific or the vast majority, so 99.9% plus of the scientific thought in terms of whether or not climate change is occurring is towards, yes, it is occurring. And I was looking at heat maps uh, this morning because somebody rightly said, I mean, I'm old. I remember the summer of 1976 and a lot of people will bang on about how hot that was. Uh, they did a um, uh, a real sensible view is that they did a comparison back to 1951-1960 global heat map. And for sure, you could see over the UK in 1976, it was pretty damn hot. But if you look at this year's view, so sort of June 2022, um, you know, from what was a combinations of blues and greens and yellows and only a few bits of orange and red, the whole globe looks orange and red, and it is quite scary. So how will Zeus specifically help hauliers embrace better sustainability? Right now, we do it in a few ways, and it's something that we are working on every day to get, be uh, to get better at. So for every load uh, delivered, we plant a tree in collaboration with a company called Ecology. Um, but through digitizing a lot of processes, we also reduce the amount of paperwork. The amount of wasted paper in this industry is really ridiculous. And there isn't an excuse for digitizing that. But most importantly, through our through the efficiencies of our tech, we reduce the, the empty miles that hauliers run. This is one of the most important aspects that we drive. And I think it's also important for us to start calling out the institutions and, and governments for not sustaining the haulage industry enough with regards to a switch to electric vehicles. So interesting. Have you done the calculation that says if we could reduce that 30% empty running by 
say we take it from 30 down to 20%, have you done the calculation that says, and the CO2 reduction will be this? That is something we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's, it's, it's a bit complicated with the different variables involved with the different types of uh, trucks out there, the different engines, the different payloads. Um, so it is something that we are working on and we're going to, going to be integrating it into our platform. Um, and I, yes, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So I, I will give you an informed guess because I have done some rough calculations and I think you'll make a considerable dent in the COP26 targets for UK if we can actually get this right. Um, what more needs to be done really for the industry, the logistics industry to realise its net zero targets? And do you think the industry can do this by itself alone? So I think there are a few things that that can and really need to be done. I think firstly is embracing more technology. Through technology, we get innovation, get smarter ways of uh, smarter ways of working, and optimized routes for for trucks and empty miles being uh, reduced. So I think for us, that's definitely one way forward. And I think also um, electric electric HGVs. Right now, the cost of electric HGVs is is too high. We definitely need more innovation to drive down those costs, but it is going to happen. Similarly to passenger vehicles, over time, electric passenger vehicles became cheaper and cheaper as there was more innovation that was driving down those costs. But it does go without saying that the government really needs to incentivize the purchase of those trucks, right? Through subsidies, through, through discounts. And not only that, infrastructure is really important. We need to have a more robust infrastructure and install more charging points that are adequate for HGV drivers. Without that, electric HGVs, nothing matters there, right? Um, but the industry also does need to switch focus more on sustainability rather than customer expectations. But one thing that we, we are seeing now is that those customer expectations are also shifting to sustainability. So over time, these two will become the same. And very simply, you know, the above requires investment, it requires innovation, and it re requires creative thinking. I want to be a little controversial with you, um, which is my want on occasions. Do you think the uh, electrification, um, so use of battery tech in, let's say, HGVs, do you, do, you, do you think that's the end point, or do you think it is just the holding game until, let's say, the hydrogen economy begins to, begins to click in? I think it, it. I don't think it is the the end point. I think it's definitely the starting point. I believe that the the usage of trucks will definitely follow a slight lag in the trend of passenger vehicles. Yes, the we are transporting cargo instead of of people, but I think we'll definitely see that our industry follows uh, consumers and what what they end up driving. Um, so no, I don't think it is a, a final stop, but we need to start somewhere. And are you doing anything about modal shift at all within within Zeus? It is something we're actually thinking about right now. Um, I think through technology and through some smart algorithms, we can find uh, more efficient and sustainable ways of moving cargo, whether it's through truck, through rail. Um, so it is something we're actively thinking about and maybe um, maybe something we'll be integrating into our platform soon. Come and have a chat about it at a later date. Um, Indeed. Really interesting. Um, how's the fuel inflation crisis impacted your clients? 
So it's definitely had an impact uh, on on the haulier side anyway, for sure, right? It's uh, putting a financial strain on the industry in general, and our hauliers have definitely felt that impact. Now, some hauliers outside of Zeus that we've heard about have started to sell their assets, and unfortunately, some have started to close down their business because, quite frankly, maintaining cash flows in an industry where those payment terms are super long is already very hard but it's becoming a nightmare in the midst of this current inflation. So that should be a key message to any buyers of uh, logistics solutions. Um, they, need to, they need to begin to think that or they're, they're going to actually kill their future market. 100%. And what's Zeus doing to help hauliers cope? And what do you think the industry could learn from that? So, uh, yeah, as mentioned, the cash flows being a problem uh, for hauliers, but not so much for Zeus hauliers. So Zeus hauliers have the... Uh, advantage of our fast payments so freeing up capital gives them far more financial flexibility and security which for them right now is is more important than ever but also we provide perks and discounts wherever we can to ensure that the financial impact is mitigated such as our discounted tire program and uh, and i think fundamentally we do this because we care about our hauliers and what the industry can do is really learn to put people and hauliers first okay that's interesting that really is interesting. So what does success mean to Zeus? Um, I mean, it's an interesting name. I mean, God of the Sky and the Thunder and Storms and all of that. Are you wanting to make a bit of a storm? Or? I, I don't think there is a, a single thing that would define our success. I think it's a, it's a mixture of different aspects. So it definitely means helping those small, medium haulage firms thrive and, and survive uh, in the supply chain industry. And... I think this is also through continued and improved efficiency gains with our technology, right? We are really passionate about leveraging success across the entire industry, small haulier, big haulier, from you know better training opportunities for new drivers, improving haulier working conditions as well, um, but definitely also pushing the industry towards more sustainable freight. That, this is something that we are actively campaigning in all these areas. So when you say campaigning, what do you mean? So through our, um, through our marketing team, we actively speak to the, the press with our COO, Alistair Lindsay. So he, we hired him as really one of those industry veterans uh, from Tesco's where he was the head of global logistics. And he definitely has a big voice in this industry. So at the moment, it's really about speaking out um, on social, it's speaking out to the press about ways that the, the large institution, the government can help make this industry a more sustainable one. Okay, I hear you. Um, I really hear you. Um, so where, where do you think the haulage sector will be in five years' time? It's a good question. Um, I would like to think that in five years' time, we will have a more sustainable industry definitely a massive reduction in in the empty miles that's something that at zeus we are we are aiming to do as mentioned before i think we will see cheaper electric hgvs and more of them on the roads maybe not so much in five years time maybe closer to 10 um, but definitely we will see more of them than we are uh today and and for us you know we plan to be a platform that doesn't just provide a service for the industry but also 
as I was alluding to before, acts as a voice for, for real change, pushing those important values that we believe in and driving sustainable freight through those less empty miles, through smarter digital and non-paper-based ways of working. Sounds like an utterly fascinating future. Um, I think you're working on the changes that have been needed, well, certainly for the majority of my career. So it's not that any of these areas have been unknown. They're known within the industry. And I think what you're trying to do is to get people to break out of silo thinking. And I think that's um, absolutely noble. We have to change. We have to change because of sustainability, because of the cost of fossil fuels, just the physical cost of buying it, but also the cost of the planet as well. And we have to work with uh, as many bright minds to make the industry more attractive because the industry provides an absolutely essential service to um, to civilization. So it's really important that we learn how to do it better. I would agree. So, Clem, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed the conversation with you. This is a first in a number of Logistics Collective podcasts on innovation. You can find us on a whole variety of podcast platforms. So when you do find us, um, you please like and follow us and you'll get an update as, as and when the next podcasts are actually being published. Clem, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Malcolm. You can get in contact by email, podcast at logisticscollective.com or leave a voice message on our website, logisticscollective.com. The podcast is a production by Laguru.